Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, before we get started, everybody, I need to tell you about StarCast on Fight. I can't believe that it's finally here, but we have just announced CM Punk. He'll be back in the wrestling space for the first time in a long time. Gosh, I think like five years, more than five years now. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. So not only will he be at Starcast for meet and greets, but he's going to have a live panel and you can watch live at Starcast on fight. And we should also mention that when you order Starcast three, how about this? You also get Starcast one and two included in your purchase price. You'll get 11 live shows on Starcast three, but you'll also get all the shows from Starcast one and Starcast two. But there's lots of other great stuff on fight as well. How about fight has free TV every single week. So whether you're into ring of honor or Rocky mountain or IHW, there's tons of promotions who air their wrestling product for free every week at fight.tv. Or if you're like me, you can download the fight mobile app for free in your favorite app store. So if it happens, it's on fight, check it out fight.tv or in your fight app. Hey, what's up, everybody? Conrad and I are asked many times, when are you guys going to come out and do another live show? Got great news for you. We're going to be coming to Wayne, New Jersey at Turf City Indoor Sports Center on Saturday, September 28th at 3 o'clock. And we're going to be there as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. That's right. We're going to start at 3 o'clock. The wrestling's going to start at 7 o'clock. Conrad and I will be there from 3 to 7. Got a meet and greet scheduled at 2 o'clock, and we hope you will join us. Wayne, New Jersey, the Turf City Indoor Sports Center, as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. So come on out, enjoy some great wrestling, but before you do, don't forget, Conrad and I will be there live with our stage show. We look forward to seeing everybody. And hey, you're probably wondering, how can we get tickets? Well, that's very simple. Go to this website, TonyAndConradLive.com. That's TonyAndConradLive.com. It's One Happen When Live. Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. The meet and greet for VIP start at 2 p.m. What Happened When Live on the 28th of September at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Get your tickets now at TonyAndConradLive.com. And we look forward to seeing all of our great fans of What Happened When. Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rockett. 
in promotion. Cody and friends thought they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's a good looking man. Quadrack Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of our childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? It is a great week, Conrad. It's the greatest week in the history of our great sport. It's going to put butts in the seats. I can't wait. We're going to do a Monday Night Draw from Las Vegas. I'm pretty excited about this one, and I know you are too, because... This is what's commonly referred to as the kiss nitro. It's August 23rd, 1999. Can you believe it's been 20 years, bro? I I can't, I cannot believe it's been 20 years because you go back and you watch it. And once you, once you watch it again, you think, well, that just happened yesterday. These guys were just in the ring yesterday. And then of course you take a look at how some of these guys look today and you think, wow, some of them aged well. And some of them aged didn't. Didn't age well. Hey, I do want to say this, that this was called the kiss nitro, right? As you said, usually during this era, I called most, uh, nitros, a kiss nitro because Bobby Heenan could have kissed my ass. (laughs) I think we should just talk about kiss right now because you have long said here on the show, kiss is your very favorite band. And you even joked about. If you were to get a tattoo, you would get Lois's name in the kiss font, right? Why do you love kiss so much? I assume you just grew up and they were your favorite band. Yeah. They, uh, I was a sophomore in high school. All right. So <laughs> this is how old I am sophomore in high school when kiss debuted their first album, 1974. And I just, it was something about the face paint. I, I don't know what it was. And it was good rock and roll. You know, I, I liked ACDC a little bit later, you know, after, uh, in the eighties and everything, but kiss was my first, the, the first real rock and roll band that I loved. I mean, I love Chicago too. I'm just a child of the seventies, Conrad. So, uh, and I, I was always drawn to, to Gene Simmons and that mysterious look that he had and, uh, just love their stuff, man. And then, and then of course, when they started you know, doing things for us, you know, we got to be, uh, we got to go to some of their shows, got, I got good tickets backstage got to meet him, and, uh, it just, uh, rekindled my love for him once again. So talk to me about meeting him. You know, there's the, the old cliche, you know, uh, to never meet your heroes. Right. Uh, right. How did that work for you? It worked great for me. Now, Vince Russo, uh, had a little problem because he wanted them to do an interview with him and they didn't have time to do that. And Vince was really pissed off at Gene Simmons because Gene's a leader of kiss. I mean, he and Paul Stanley are kiss, but he's kind of the leader of kiss. And I remember waiting backstage and we were waiting backstage and he was going to do this interview with, uh, with Russo. And then they didn't have time to do it because they were busy. And Russo was like really pissed off. And this was, this was during the, uh, a kiss concert. 
this wasn't one of our shows. It was during a Kiss concert. They didn't have time to do it. And uh, so they really pissed him off. But Gene was always nice to me. He came and he toured the WCW facilities back when we had a pretty decent facility and and took me his picture with me and put his arm around me and talked to me. And I mean, he was a big shot and he acted like a big shot, but he was very nice to me. So I, uh, my feelings, uh, being able to have to deal with him were pretty good. However, I do need to say this. Now I remember Gene Simmons without the pain in the eighties and the Gene Simmons in the nineties did not look anything like the Gene Simmons in the eighties. He's, he had, he had aged quite a bit. Uh, and I think that was a magical kiss, you know? That the that, paint kept them from aging. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's smart. If you think about it, because when I saw them without their paint, I went uh, right before the show that we're getting ready to do. And in, in Vegas, uh, when I saw them without their paint, I went, holy shit, they look rough. So uh, low key, um, the best or the smartest announcer in the business might be Excalibur because he wears a mask. He'll never get I would, old. I would think that's a, that's, that's a good analogy right there. He'll never age because he's got a mask on. Right. So talk to me about, you know, you, you have an opportunity to meet these guys. Right. Um, but you, you, you hear ahead of time, Hey, we're going to bring kiss to a nitro or do, does Eric tell you the full plan about new year's evil with stadium show and a game on one side and kiss con I mean, uh, matches on one side and a kiss concert on the other. Do you hear about all that from Eric up front or you just hear, Holy shit. Kiss is coming to nitro. Yeah, that's what I hear. Holy shit. Kiss is coming to nitro and they're going to unveil, uh, their demon character, which is going to be Dale Torborg and Dale, by the way, was a big kiss fan as well. And, and I heard that. And, and I, I remember saying, I remember going to, to, uh, to Craig leather story. I think I've recanted before, but I went to Craig leather. I said, I would love to introduce kiss. And he said, I'll see what I can do. So he went to him apparently. And then he came to me and he had, he had it written on a card or on a piece of paper, probably a piece of paper. And he handed me that and he says, okay, you can introduce some, but here's how you have to do it. And I said, I don't need that because I know how to introduce kiss. You wanted the best. You got the best, the hottest man in the world kiss. And that's how they always introduced And When they first came on back in the seventies, the hottest band in the land kiss but then they changed it to the hottest band of the world kiss. So I knew how to introduce them and I was ready to do it. And of course it happened on TV, but it didn't happen in the arena because they forgot to pop me up. And I was really pissed off about that. So my big chance introducing kiss happened, but didn't happen. But, and they didn't get the cue and somebody down on the floor had to say, start playing. So, so it's, it's even, even in your most happy non wrestling moment of your life. WCW yep. got a WCW. Yes. We WCW did. We sure did. So been- t- talk to me a little bit about, you know, when, when you find out that they're going to be there, what's protocol for Tony Schiavone in this era? You know, these days you hear guys say, oh, I, I can't ask for pictures with somebody or I'm not getting an autograph. Do you, do you bring any of your friends or family to meet them? Do you get a picture? Do you get an autograph or are you trying to be professional and just leave them be? Yeah, I was professional. Leave them be. I didn't ask for an autograph. And I, I just did not, I, I was not the, I was not the autograph type. I've never kind of been, can I have your autograph? Right. Uh, I'm just not like that. So, uh, I walked out and they said, kiss is going to, uh, 
going to rehearse. So I walked out. And the boys walked out. And we watched them rehearse. We walked to the, watched the demon walk out, and they were without their makeup. I do know that, and a funny story that's probably well known in the backstage area, that Doug Dellinger, he had no idea who Kiss was. And he tried to throw Ace Frehley out of the backstage area, thinking it was just another guy in the backstage hanging out. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Fraley was like, he Fraley like went ballistic and Doug said, well, I, I don't know who these guys are. And I told Doug, I said, you don't know who they are. He said, I wouldn't know who they are with their paint on. I said, Jesus Christ. Well, they got that smoothed over, but that was, uh, that was pretty crazy. Well, if you're looking to smooth some things over, can we recommend manscaped? Because I'll tell you, things are, uh, pretty slick over at the Giovanni household. Uh, you're all, you're all trimmed down now. And Lois has got less hair in her mouth as a result. I know everybody's excited about that. It's fun for the whole family. Uh, tell everybody, why are you laughing? <laughs> no, anyway, go ahead. Uh, tell everybody. Tell everybody about uh, Manscaped because this well, has really changed your life. It's making your gimmick look bigger. You're feeling prouder about those family jewels. You finally got bald deodorant. You're not as stinky. I mean, it's it's a game changer if you're looking for love in all the wrong places. It's number one in men's below the belt grooming. It's number one, offering precision engineered tools to help your family jewels. You like that? I do. Okay, and I I do like. I do like the ball wipes. I really, really do. I really like them. And as a matter of fact, I've ordered some more. It's uh, it's called the Prop Preserver. Okay? And I also ordered that anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. So you get out of the shower. You put the, uh, the ball moisturizer in the palm of your hand. You wipe it across your balls. Let them dry. They're moisturized. And, of course, you don't stink down there. And so the Crop Preserver... Uh, and well, uh, what's the fragrance though? I haven't tried the ball deodorant yet. If you put your yeah. hands down right now and then brought it up, sort of like the male version of Mary Catherine Gallagher from Saturday Night Live, and you went, What would we be smelling like right now? Manly. Oh, okay. Okay. Manly. And that's what I like. All right. Yeah, because it's common sense. I, I really think that. And. Here's why I think it's common sense. I used to always powder myself down there because I think, you know, your armpits stink. It's got to stink between your legs. So I would always put powder down there. I don't have to do that anymore because I've got the crop preserver. Man, I got to tell you, I had no idea that you were so passionate about ball sack smells. But now, thanks to Manscaped, we know more about Tony Schiavone than we ever thought we needed to. But the most important piece of information is how our listeners can get a great deal taking care of their family jewels. Give them their promo code. Get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code WHEN. That's W-H-E-N. Use that code at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code WHEN. W-H-E-N. Remember, always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. So how about that? I'm, I'm happy that Manscaped is back and I am too. Uh, most of all, I'm happy. We finally got to share your kiss memory. Do you want to tell that joke that you told me <laughs> once that you don't want to tell? No, I don't want to do that. Cause that is terrible joke. Yeah. Terrible but I mean, joke. everything we do is terrible. I know, but well, let's just wait. Let's just wait a little while. Okay. Let's just wait a little while. Well, but, well here's the deal because 
I'm excited about my life and I don't want to walk out of the house and lightning strike me. Hmm. Okay. So, so, uh, th- that, that's one of the reasons. Um, and, and another reason I'm excited about my life is, uh, the fact that blue chew is working so well for me. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, I, I, I can't just, it's like, uh, wee, showing, boing, the soundtrack of Tony Schiavone's dick. It's bluechew.com. Talk to an online physician right now at bluechew.com. And if you qualify, you'll be prescribed very quickly. And before you know it, your bedroom will sound just like that. And it won't take very long uh, because it's going to show up in discreet packaging. And once you take it, it's going to work up to twice as fast as you expect, because it is the world's first chewable with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. So here's what's cool about that. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's easier. No awkward conversation with the doctor. No standing in line at the pharmacy. And you get to uh, save a little cash in the process because you don't have to pay for the doctor visit because that's free at bluechew.com. It really is like a, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's like, it's like your mystery partner. It's like, you know, what's yeah. the, uh, this, this is going to make your dick feel like it's from parts unknown. You know what I'm talking about? My dick has always kind of felt that way, but even more so because it's larger now. Well, you know, the, the, the thing in wrestling that's really hot right now is if you work snug, if you work stiff, if you work a strong style. So if you're ready to, you know, get your dick on the strong style, then you need to go to bluechew.com. And when you do, and this is what all good drug dealers do this. And we've learned this since after school specials in the eighties, when we were first learning about crack cocaine, the <laughs> first hit is free. Oh, and then if it's good shit, you'll be back all the time. And then, then you got to pay brother. And, and that's how crack took over America. And it's just how blue chew is taking over America. Cause your first hit it's free. That's right. I mean, I'm really imagine. Can you imagine like changing your wife's life? Maybe and let's run through this too. All right. Maybe you're a, a guy who's like, man, I really like this girl. And you know, I've, I've been wanting to date her for a long time, but the timing wasn't right. She's had this stupid ass boyfriend and he's just been lame, but man, I think he screwed it up. I think I'm about to have my opportunity. Just go ahead and have some blue chew in your back pocket because if, and when you finally get the opportunity, you want to put on a show. I mean, you need, you need to make sure that, you, you know, put yeah. a flag in it, claim this land. All right. Go to bluechew.com. And for just $5 shipping, because the gimmick is free, for just $5 shipping, you'll be able to leave a lasting impression. You just got to use our promo code. Tell them what it is, Tony. It's very simple, Conrad. Thank you for asking. It's WHW. That's WHW. That's the promo code. As Conrad just said, $5 shipping. Go to BlueChew. That's B-L-U-E. Chew.com. And use promo code WHW. I love the fact that you say if you qualify. And you'll qualify if two things. If you're healthy, obviously, they got to check you out and make sure that you're healthy. And of course, qualification number two is you have a dick. 
Well, I so think, if you I have that, you're going to be fine. I think that's qualification number one. So okay. you need a penis for this to work, but yeah. you also need WWE Network for this show to be very fun. So fire up Nitro from August 23rd, 1999. We've got about two hours, seven minutes, and 36 seconds ahead of us. But it only takes about three seconds to get the countdown here from Lois. If she's available at this early hour, she's always available. Mm. Not always willing, but always available. Thanks to Blue Chew. That's right. Let's bring in Lois Shivani. Am I able? Not only am I able, but baby, I'm willing. Three, two, one, play. We take you back to a week ago. Oh, he was choke slamming everybody including Lash LaRue, which meant nothing. It's psycho Sid Vicious. He even choked slam. Oh, my God. He, he's throwing kegs of beer around. He's throwing people in popcorn. Boy, that'll get you over. Woo! Sid Vicious is on a rampage. Oh, look at that. That cute young man. And those two motherfuckers. And here comes Sting. He's had enough. Here comes Hollywood Hogan. We've had enough. It's time for Monday Nitro. Wow. Pretty, pretty big time star power open here. Don't you think? Dude, a ton of star power on this show. And I got to tell you, I know it's not popular and I know that, you know, wah, wah, wah. I love Sid and this isn't my favorite Sid. I prefer the Sid, you know, from when I was actually watching wrestling. Cause I'm going to tell you something. I'm watching this Nitro today for the very first time. Never seen it. Wasn't watching. Wow. After the, the, uh, I'm going to say, yeah. Road wild. Okay. 1999 is the last WCW show. I remember watching. Wow. Really? I'm sure I watched other stuff here or there. Yeah. But about 10 days prior to this, that's when I was like, nah, I think, I, I think I'm good. Yeah. You know what? You were cut time. No, they're not playing that song. Let's play this song. Here we go. See? It's not even the good song. I know you hate the WCW logo, but that open, even though it's not what I grew up on, so just it's not my favorite because of that. It did, I mean, it looked cool. Yeah, it looked cool, but you know what? It did not say wrestling. It didn't. It did not say wrestling. And I, and I understand the Nitro Girls. I know they look great. I know they were a great diversion from wrestling, uh, but they they shouldn't have been on the open. And that's just me, you know, playing armchair quarterback decades later. I want to say this about what you just said, though, and, and I think it's important. You said that. Road Wild 99, and that was it for you, right? Uh-huh. You kind of, you were kind of a catalyst. You rep, you really, and, and you know, I, I joke a lot about you being, you know, uh, the greatest promoter ever in Jesus of wrestling. But if you think about it, you stopped watching wrestling. And that's about the same time a lot of other people did as well. So you were kind of a, uh, 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 you kind of being our target audience back then. Uh, kind of represented what was going on. Do I make myself clear with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we turned you off, then obviously we turned 
millions of people off as well around the same time. You know, what's funny is years ago, you know, within the last five years, oh yeah, yeah, definitely five, five and a half years. There was a time when I wasn't really enjoying Monday night raw for whatever reason. I was just like, eh. And so this is during football season. I was instead watching Monday night football. So I got a text from Rick and he says, Jesus, can you believe it? Or something like that. It was about a raw storyline. And I was like, ah, they'll come back. And he called and he said, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, this jets gamer, whatever. They're going to come back. I mean, the spread on this is so-and-so. And he starts laughing. He's like, no, I mean, Monday night raw. And I was like, oh no, I'm not watching that shit. And he said, wow. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. So then the next day he says, I got to tell you, I was just blown away by our call last night. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, God damn, if Conrad Thompson ain't watching raw, imagine how many other motherfuckers aren't like as hardcore of a wrestling fan as I know you are. If, if they've lost you, fuck. I'm right. Like, wow. I didn't think about that. He's like, dude, you're one of the biggest wrestling fans I know. And if we can somehow turn you off. But you know, like, look at what we're, what we're opening with. And yeah, I don't mean that to be ugly, but I was a Mikey Whipwreck fan because of ECW, but I don't care about this. No. And not only that, who the fuck is Chase Tatum? Thank you. Not only I'm saying that here, 20 years later, I have no memory. I have no memory of Chase Tatum. When he walked in, I said, as you're talking, he walked in before they showed the video font, which by the way, they showed it correctly. I'm thinking, is this Alex Wright on, on the gas? Well, so here's what, here's what happens. Okay. Uh, he wins, uh, Mr. Georgia in a bodybuilding competition. He's like 19 years old. Okay. And you guys just can't wait to jack him off. Okay. Uh, so he starts his career sort of as a enhancement talent for you guys on TV. Yeah. And, uh. He's like putting over oh. Scott Norton on Saturday night. And then here's where you'll remember him. He's a member of the no limit soldiers with master P. Oh, uh. no, I don't mean that he was from that. I'm just saying this was a way for WCW to sort of slide him in uh-huh. and let's give him something to do. And he would have some matches on thunder and nitro, but here's what's, what's bad. Like. He's been an enhancement talent and they're trying to change that, right? Yeah. They're going to open this episode of nitro. The one we're watching right now with him going uh, up against Mikey Whiprick, who, by the way, everyone in the history of wrestling would say was quote unquote, a good hand, a very talented, capable in-ring performer, someone who is reliable, someone who Arn Anderson would call a carpenter could make you look good. And yeah. You didn't have to be good. Mikey was good enough for both of you. Yeah. You guys are going to open this episode of nitro with a goddamn draw. Why well, add? Well, it's, it, it's a sit angle. It's a sit right? angle. Yeah. Here he so, is here. And the fan, the fans are into this one. How about that power bomb? Sid don't give a shit about nothing. No, 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 no. What, what, Charles, Charles, what's this? Uh, oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, this was, this was a pretty good idea 
Charles was a little stooge back there then, wasn't he? Uh, this was a pretty good idea of making Sid uh, into a, a monster. No, I no, mean, listen, he, I don't hate it. And by the way, the concept here is we're ripping off Goldberg's streak. Right. So, uh, he's the, you know, the, the millennium man and blah, blah, blah. Cause you gotta remember, that's all anybody's talking about here is we're almost to 2000 and Y2K and blah, blah, blah. Right. I like this presentation, but I still, and I know that this is, you know, I, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well that would get old too. And I know I'm in the minority. Every fucking nitro should start with a Lucha match. Like the first match, give me some motherfuckers in masks, doing all kinds of crazy shit real fast. That's how I want every single nitro to start. Because even if I'm not in the mood for the creative, if I'm like, oh, this is fucking lame, which a lot of times wrestling angles are right. I'm not going to be critical of motherfuckers just going balls to the wall. And I grew up on nitro when it was Hoovy and Ray Mysterio and Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. If those guys are in the first match, shit, I'm in. But if you, if you turn me off with this fucking Sid promo, and don't get me wrong, this may have been good. We're talking over it. It's a guarantee that it's going to be good. In other words, you should probably put this on second. Oh, somewhere in the show. So I'm yeah. not even saying second, third, fourth, fifth, top of the hour. I mean, this is this is a good segment because I really enjoy almost anything Sid ever did. Uh, but yeah, I would have not opened with this. By the way, we should mention that. Chase Tatum's no longer with us. He, uh, like many others died of an accidental drug overdose and he had grown addicted to, uh, painkillers. I guess that came from, uh, a back problem that he developed here in wrestling, even after, you know, his wrestling career lasted less than two years, but here come the painkillers and there you go. And that was a long time ago too. He died in 08. That is, that's a shame. Yeah, only 34 years old when we lost him. Speaking of a shame, here's Billy Kidman, okay, hitting on Kimberly, right? But you know what, though? Billy Kidman has magical powers because, okay. I mean, he did this to Tori Wilson and it worked. Yeah, apparently so. Hey, you, you got a gun to your head, Tori Wilson or Kimberly? Uh, Tori Wilson. Wow, Sorry. no hesitation there. No. No. Oh, my God. Here comes Goldberg. He's looking for a, uh, an adolescent Dolph Ziggler to spear. <laughs> oh, what the fuck we got here? We got diamond Dallas page. Diamond Dallas page. Does he have a walkie talkie in his back? I think he does. Yo breaker breaker one nine. Yo, we're doing downward facing dog. Yo. Hey monkey boy. Reach for the sky, hook it up, deep breath at ease. Do that tomorrow. Talk to you later. Bang. That's from from DDP yoga. Um, well, we were, uh, still kind of in the sign era back here as you know, we, you and I had had seen new blood rising where there were no signs and dipsy Dallas page. Mm. Wow. Let me put some effort into that sign. And here he comes, man. You know, it's weird it, to think that 
DDP is the only surviving member of the Jersey triad. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have ever guessed that he was the oldest of the bunch, right? Right. Fucking yoga shit's legit. You damn right. It is. You damn right. It is. And, and, and I, I gotta say here too, uh, we've seen many, many, uh, different versions of diamond Dallas page as he comes to the ring. This one's pretty fucking cool. Nobody else saw it though. That's what sucks. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly right. So as crazy as this sounds, check this out. DDP was born in 56. Bam Bam Bigelow was born in 61. Mm-hmm. Chris Canyon was born in 70. Wow. And was Chris the first to go? Did he go before Bam Bam? Boy, you're being. You're, I'm just, you know. Chris died, I think, Chris died April 2nd, 2010. Yeah. Okay. And, and Bam Bam Bigelow died way back in the seven. Okay. I really thought Bam Bam Bigelow would like live forever. I think anybody has their skull tattooed, uh, would be able to live forever and yeah, fight I, off pain. Well, you know, you just heard all these stories about bam, bam and. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Love, I love Bam Bam. What do you think DDP saying right here? Uh, hey, I saw Billy Kidman in the back. And, shut up and wrestle. Come on. Don't, don't show me. I saw Billy Kidman in the back kind of hitting on Kimberly. Let me say, you, I've been there. Okay. And like Flair, there's hair. You see? That's what he's pointing at right now. Leave my broad alone because I'm the only one. That's been there. Hmm. Hmm. You didn't like that? No, I didn't say anything. Okay. Well, it made all, it made some other people laugh. I think. (laughs) If you do that one more time, I quit the show. (laughs) You don't like that. You're ruining the goddamn show. <laughs> huh? Okay. I won't do that. No, I mean, listen, here's the deal. I'm sure you got some other funny ones over there. That yeah. is not one of them. Okay. That... We're gonna, uh, <laughs> listen, if we're going to do that, I'm just going to start playing rap music in the background and we're no, just gonna have I'm them. sure. I'm sure we're going to get to that eventually. Well, it's and- getting over. I don't know if you're checking social media. But with every passing day, Tony Reed's rap gets a little fucking bigger. I'm thinking about doing a goddamn Christmas album. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever said that sentence before. A rap Christmas album? Dude, it'd be so good. Yeah. Hey, you, but that would be kind of sacrilegious. I, I don't know if we should get go that no, far. No, 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 no. Let's run through this. I'm just saying we're going to release it around Christmas time. Oh, gotcha. I don't mean you're going to do Jingle Bells. Jingle motherfucking bells. Jingle hey. bells. Hey, don't you ruin the good goddamn name of Jingle Bells. That's sacrilegious. Okay. Goddamn. Uh, jingle all the way. Pop some blue chew in your mouth and oh. stick it up her. Hey, hey. That's pretty good. We should just roll the credits. We won't beat that. Okay. So by the way, DDP, uh, years ago told me that WCW went out of business because of this logo. Well, 
I don't think it. I don't think that's the reason, but I think he was on to something. And you've told me before that the the concept of this new logo. We see Sting yeah. walking to the ring here. Yeah. Oh, how about the little winky woo? Yeah. Uh, that the concept was that it would be a recognizable symbol, much like the Nike swoosh. That's right. That's right. What do you think of the ring presentation here? Where gray mat, gray ring skirt, black ropes, like red turnbuckles. Doesn't look like nitro. It looks like, uh, welcome back to WCW pro. How weird is it? Sting's not wearing, uh, gloves. I don't think I ever really noticed that, but. The big, long black trench coat, and then just a little white tape on the fingers. It's like, wait a minute. Where's the rest of your deal here? I know. See that, that we, we never had, we never had people. We never have con- We never had continuity people. I think you need continuity people. I bet you WWE has them. I bet you they have continuity people. I'd say that sting gets ready to walk out and they would say, uh, where are the black gloves. Why are you not wearing the black gloves? And Sting would say, uh, well, I just thought it'd be better without black gloves. And that continuity person would go, Mr. McMahon, Mr. McMahon, Sting's not wearing the black gloves. And Mr. McMahon would say, tell him to wear the goddamn black gloves. And the continuity guy would say, you can't go out without your black gloves. Mm. I'm just telling you, I bet you they have continuity people just like they do in Hollywood. You know, there are continuity people on every movie set. Oh, are there really? Yeah. And that's, are you being a smart ass to me? What are you talking about? Okay. They, uh, and they, these continuity people are, and, and I don't think we had it back then because the continuity people would also say, Hey, why does the ring look like this? Where's our nitro logo? Why does it look shitty? Why does it look generic? What are we trying to do? And they probably would have also said, Hey, who came up with the exploding vagina and also say, Hey, get that kid off your fucking shoulders. All right. The theme music hits and look who it is. Oh, it's Lex Luger looking like the cowardly lion. <laughs> that hair flowing. I know. Come on. Put him up. Put him up. You think he'd said that to Elizabeth? Never mind. Ooh. Well, Luger and Sting, you just can't get enough of this angle, can you, years later? Well, I mean, the history between these two fans are familiar with, so it's sort of built in. And there's the big reunion, the big hug, the feel-good moment. Yeah. What do you think Lex Luger's going to be saying? Oh, God. What would Lex Luger be saying here? Look around with the microphone, get off the phone, kid, the total package had a sign for him. And he would say something to the effect of, well, when I first started and you first saw me back in the eighties and Jim Crockett promotions on the set of world championship wrestling, I was not able to do a promo back then. And what would think here 11 years later in 1999, I would be able to do a promo. The fact is I still can't do one. 
That's right, Sting. Don't look at me like that. I still cannot do a promo. I haven't learned. I haven't worked on my craft. I haven't been able to talk. And it goes back to the thing is either you can do a promo or you can't do a promo. Dusty Rhodes could. Ric Flair could. You, you face-painted clown, could at times. That's right, buddy. <laughs> the fact is, yeah, pat me on the back. Must. The fact is that, as you can see, we are overacting here in the middle of the ring, which means there's obviously an angle coming on. So here's the fact, Sting. Look at my hair. Look at my traps. Look at my pecs. Look at my six-pack. Don't look down any further because I don't have any blue chew in me as of yet. Okay. I won't look any further. The fact is I haven't been able to do a promo since, well, 1988. Yes. Hero Matsuda brought me into the business. Thought that I would be pretty damn good. But the fact is you can't talk. I can't talk. And if I can't do a promo, I can't make money. Ha! Wrong. I made plenty of money. Okay, that's right. We did go in together on a gym. Main event fitness. Uh-huh, we sure did. Oh, yeah, we did. You probably didn't do anything to invest into it because I've got the brains here. But the fact is, we did have main event fitness in Marietta, you and me. And now look at us. I've painted my face. I've gone from sting repelling down. I've gone to sting with a tomato face. Here I am now. Still without a tan body? Exactly. Exactly. If I had a tan body, I would have wanted Starcast. Starcade. What was that Starcast? <laughs> Starkey, you meant Starcast, not Starcade. Right, I sure did. And I'm going to hit him in the back of the head. Hit him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Come on, hit him. Come on, do an angle. Come on, guys. Look in the camera here. Sting took a powder on him, didn't he? Do you remember what this angle was all about? Um, uh, let's go back about 20 minutes in the show. And I said, you know, I never saw this nitro. <laughs> okay. But look who it is. Ah, He's been today. tipped off that Eric Bischoff's going to be here and climbing out of the Hummer H1. What do you know? It's Mr. Vince McMahon lackey himself, Eric Bischoff, Eric. What's it feel like to be back in WWE and, and not only are you Vince McMahon's bitch, but now you're Bruce Pritchard's bitch. Is that right? Well, here's the fact that I know Mike today, I put together a show that won't be torn up at the last minute. Well, that's still, you know, yet to be seen this WWE train. It's just, uh, it keeps moving 24 seven. Are you prepared to keep up? Long as I make money, I'll keep up. That's the fact is I'm in it for the money. Well, we knew that. All right. Thanks, Mike. I don't know why I hired you. You ever drive a Hummer H one? No, I've never even been in one. We should get one, do our cross country road trip and that. Yeah. Can I say something here about a Hummer? Well, I hope it's a blue <laughs> shoe ad. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I knew where we were going to go. Uh, I, I always thought a, a fucking Hummer was the most ridiculous thing ever on the fucking road. Well, it is. It was meant for the fucking army. It was meant for the fucking military. Why would 
it was a status fucking symbol. Oh, I've got a Hummer. Fuck. So if we're going to go on the road, I don't want to take a Hummer, man. I don't. Why? Because, because we'll, we'll try to do a podcast, right? And then the only thing you'll be able to hear is. But you just said you've never been in one. Right. So how the fuck do you know? I can only assume. Well, you know what happens when you assume things, Tony? Yeah, you make an ass out of you slash me. Oh, really? You've heard about this? Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah. Why are you so, why are you being ugly right now? I'm not, yeah, I'm not being ugly. You just, okay. Somebody call my mama. Somebody Some, call my mama. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. You ever heard me say that before? I'm going to say once again, somebody call my mama. Isn't it amazing right. that, that Ernest, the cat Miller, I mean, uh, really process this dude is just teaching karate in Georgia mm-hmm. and Bischoff recruits him into wrestling and he's fucking natural. Yes. It's yes, to is. show you that, you know, wrestling. I mean, you, you can all walks of life. You never know exactly. I mean, we saw chase Tatum earlier. He's winning Mr. Georgia. Meanwhile, this guy's teaching little kids karate. Yeah. And he had more. Oh. And then there's this guy, Buff Bagwell. He's a dick dancer. Oh. So whether you're, you know, shaking your gonads at women or teaching little kids how to throw, Hi-ya! you can, you can be a big star. Shaking your gonads at women. Well, shaking. Shake your gonads, shake your gonads right now. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, shake your gonads, shake your gonads right now. Hey, hey, we've got another hit. By the way, by the way, by the fucking way. Uh oh. Okay. I click on to download something to Patreon last week. Well, and guess what I see? Well, there's a little song put up there. Shout yeah. out to Matt Coon, who's the real OG when it comes to mixing the game. He loves Tony Reed's rap. And so we did Shake Your Ass a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he heard it and was inspired. So he did a mashup of the real mystical song and your version. And you got to admit, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. And you can only experience it if you're on our Patreon channel. And that's one of the perks. Shout out to Matt Coon. He may ruin you know, his own podcast, but he does a pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good job for hours. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand about Matt. Uh, Coon. Well, there's a lot of, I don't understand about Matt Coon. Uh, he is, his son is such a good kid. And I really don't think it's his son skips a generation. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know that. All right. yeah. Good kid. And mm. then you look at, you say, that's your dad. Right. What the fuck? Right. So I get it. Skips a generation. I do understand that. Uh, and sometimes it just skips from kid to kid in, in, in case of my family. Um, but you know, you back to Ernest Miller, you, you talk, I thought, am I wrong to say that even though he is not as quote unquote, big a star that Ernest Miller 
had much more in-ring charisma than Alex Luger did? Well, here's the difference. I think, you know, in business, especially timing is everything. Uh Uh-huh. And I was thinking about this when we first saw him come out, I thought, man, imagine if Vince McMahon signed him in 1996 and he debuted on TV for the WWF in 1997, Ernest Miller would have been one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. Yeah. I, I, I think you're onto something here during the attitude era when the creative juices were really flowing. Cause you gotta remember by the time, by the time Ernest Miller made it on TV, you know, Eric already had his, his feet sort of firmly planted in the NWO. He wasn't really looking to make new stars. Goldberg just sort of happened. Yeah. He was like, well, this is what we're doing. And that took all the attention. And Vince McMahon in 1997 had Vince Russo, who was concerned with, Hey, not just the top angle, bro. That's not all we should care about. Vinnie Mac. We should worry about everybody on the roster, having an angle, having an issue. And even, you know, Bruce Pritchard, who's been pretty critical at times, he says, Hey, that's something that Russo did better than anybody. And he deserves all the credit in the world for that. He would have had Ernest Miller something to really do. Yeah. And if you're looking for something to do, uh, in honor around September 28th, I think you should come to Wayne, New Jersey, watch a little professional wrestling. And before that. See, Tony and I make you laugh. We're pretty excited about it. We're going to be in Wayne, New Jersey at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center. Tickets are on sale now at TonyandConradLive.com. They're just 39 bucks, and uh, there's going to be a lot of up-and-coming stars there, including the new Ring of Honor signee, uh, Anthony Henry. We've also got Killer Cross and uh, your favorite. You want to tell everybody who you're most excited to meet and hang out with that day? Never met her. Uh, but I, I, I want to meet Jordan Grace because I, I, I think she has the potential to be a big star in the business. So there you and go. I, and I, I wouldn't mind her putting me in a, in a body slam, just slamming me, picking me up by my goozle. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. Tony and Conrad live.com Wayne, New Jersey. We get requests all the time. When are you coming to so-and-so? When are you coming to such and such? This might be our last show for a while. You need to come see uh, us. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Stop that. Well, no, I'm just saying it's see, that, that was, that was the, that was the one thing when I got on the following Monday from last week, I got on chat with all the, all the patrons. Okay. Now we know that, I mean, here's the guy, here's some of the guys on our chat. Efren's always on the chat. Uh, Tim in the summer suits, always on the chat. Paul Bromwell is there. Bad money motherfucking slim is always there mm. on the chat. Mm. Uh, we have Travis, American Travis and Canadian Travis and, and JD, you know, Justin Davis is there and, and plenty of other guys, Garrett, uh, you know what they, you know what they, one thing they reacted to about the Wayne, New Jersey show. It's the last one. Yeah. Why is this your last one? I said, it's the last one on the books. It's not going to be the last show that we do. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said, but that's what you kind of implied. Well, here's why it's football season. Motherfucker. That's the only, that's the only time that Georgia has an off week. Right. That's right. 
So, uh, you know, y'all are going to play in the, in the January. This is our last show probably until next year. Okay. Uh, no, we can do some, we can do some Sundays after a football game. Okay, great guys come to the show or don't, it doesn't matter. There'll be a lot more. (laughs) We're we're trying it your way now. Take it from here, Tony. (laughs) Okay. This will be our last show. Last time to see (laughs) you. Yeah, I said this might be our last show for a while. You don't, gotcha. I don't know what blah, blah, blah. We don't have anything on the books after this. True or false? True. Well, fuck. Help me sell it. God damn it. Don't just be like, hey, if you miss this one, no big deal. <laughs> Wherever you are, See? maybe you're living in Las Vegas. Maybe you're living in Montana. Maybe you're Canadian Travis and they revoked your passport. You still got to come on out and join us in Wayne, New Jersey. That is on the 28th of September, 3 to 5 p.m. As part of Go Pro Wrestling. Here's one thing I don't like. Oh, thank you. Here's one thing I don't like. These fuckers were just out, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't need to be out again. I know they're going to wrestle now. They they came out earlier and they did a little. Now they're going to talk again? No, no, I guess maybe. Yep. Yeah, they are. Fuck. What's he saying? Don't, uh, earlier I was talking about somebody hitting on my wife in the back. Here's earlier, the fact- I mean, less than a half hour ago. Right. <laughs> here I am back out here again. Wearing different clothes. That's ex- what? Hey, I'm going to just stretch this out because I don't want to put in a little, uh, much time during a match. So what do you, do you think Dallas was a better baby face or heel? Babyface. I agree. Thank you. We agree on that. Much better babyface. Because I, they were with him, man. They were with him. They were with the diamond cutter. The the run that he had with the macho man, Randy Savage, was great. And now they do this. Mm-hmm. Even though I thought the, the, the jersey triad or whatever they call themselves was cool. Okay. Hey, I want you to hum the Goldberg song. All right, now I'll hum the Goldberg song and you uh, put lyrics to it. So there weren't any lyrics in the song. Okay. But so I'm going to hum it okay. and I want you to pretend that you've been, you know, given the task, mm-hmm. putting lyrics to the theme music. Okay. Okay. Boy, it's good. Ready? It's good. Yeah, I hope. Go ahead. You're supposed to be doing something here. Well, it's a little, it's a little couple bars intro. Go ahead. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's try it again. Ready? Three, two, one. Hmm. Gators suck. Oh, the gators suck. And I'm going to kill this fucker who tried to hit me with a trash can. And I'm going to to the ring and blow up and hurt somebody. Here I come. Gonna get pumped. Gonna get back up. But unlike everybody else in the ring, I'm gonna still be working in 2020. And here I come. Oh, was that was really not good. My, my apologies to everyone listening. That was <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought no. it was really irreverent. Nah, funny. Yeah, I, I thought it might be. It was a miss. I could admit when some shit messes. That was, that was, that was a miss. Hey. Hey. You know 
Hey, you know what I'm thinking about here? Well, I know you're thinking about most of the time and that's Cooter. (laughs) I'm thinking about that. I was in this arena earlier this year for double or nothing. Yes, you were. And you were having the time of your life. How about that? Are you looking forward to, uh, Starcast three, by the way, it's going to be here before you know what, I mean, it's like fucking next week. Yes, I am. I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to get to, uh, sit down with Cody, sit down with Dean Malenko. It's true. What else you got me doing? Oh, got me doing karaoke. Dude, karaoke, Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes, Dean Malenko, the women of AEW. You're all over this shit. Women of AEW. You excited about that? I sure am. I am so excited about that. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, let me just say without, you think I come off as a creep, creepy yeah. old man. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm anything, but all right. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, Uh, But I'm looking forward to meeting Dr. Britt Baker. What the fuck is this? What the fuck are we doing? Okay. We're making. All right. Let me me, me play a little bit here with the audio. Go ahead. My favorite show is Andy Yummy Berry. I love the West Texas rednecks. And you know what? I wasn't until just now that I realized that the song, by the way, that's Tony Marinara cutting the promo wow. there. Is it not? Yeah, it is Tony Marinara. So, um, you know, they did something about you're all out of luck, blah, blah, blah. We got a big pickup truck, blah, blah, blah. We love girls that l- know how to blah, love, blah, blah, love. I just thought that they just set you up so easy. Oh, look at this. They're talking about, this is Tony Marinara. Is he fussing? Cause it's all Mexican food. That's what he's saying. God, he's a kid here, isn't he? There is nothing that can I like the West Te- Texas rednecks too. What the fuck is happening? We've turned into backyard wrestling. 
think we have turned into backyard wrestling. Jesus Christ. This is the first Joey Janela spring break. <laughs> God. Oh so Lord. His favorite wrestler is Lodi Lodi. He had a cake that said Lodi rules mm-hmm. somewhere. Eric Bischoff thought that was good. Oh yeah. Somebody thought it was good. And then they bring in a guy. They bring in Marco stunt in a mask and throw his ass around. You know how happy it probably makes Marco stunt, but you know, his fucking name. He's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah. You know what Marco stunt and I have in common? What? Well, no, I know probably, probably, uh, people would think low key big hog, but that's not true. Uh, our first name is the same. Our real. Oh first yeah. Name. yeah. Noah. That's right. How about that? You like the way I, I wound that up. Yeah. Look who it is. It's all hoovy juice. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Here's a, here's probably a match we should have had at the beginning, right? Your mom should have had it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. We're just good. Oh boys. God, that's catchy. Oh my God. Okay, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. Lenny lane and Lodi. With a blow pop long before Joey Ryan had a blow pop. Blow pops are over by the yeah. way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm going to do a social experiment and I bet I know the answer and it already makes me mad. What's better for Tony Schiavone, a blow pop or a Tootsie pop. A Tootsie pop is fucking hate you so much. You can eat a Tootsie pop. You can't God eat a blow pop. That's so terrible. Why would you, what's wrong with you? Tootsie pops are legendary. My God. Tootsie pops had the commercial with the, with the owl in the tree. Fucking shame on you, Anthony. Blow pops are blow pops are no, no. Come on. Come on. Put them up. Put them up. That's enough. I can't believe you. Okay. Oh, well, get out of the way. I'm going to shake my booty here. You think, uh, Lenny was trying to look like, uh, Jericho here. Oh, I didn't think about that. Nah, because Jericho was doing top nines. I, I just think he, I, I think he tried to be our Jericho sub mm-hmm. which didn't work i mean there was only one chris jericho oh god <laughs> <laughs> there is there's only one Tris, chris jericho you chris jericho is so famous that you can't even put up a cardboard cut out of him and make it work oh, hold on now you got him from behind this is efren's favorite move whoa Wait, who was talking about cornholing him there? What? He was. Billy Silverman said, what are you trying to do? And he said, cornhole. Oh, look, cornhole. What do they call a corn in uh, in, in uh, Mexico? Maze. <laughs> Maze. <laughs> Maze hole. Maze hole. Maze I, love, hole. I love you hitting me with maize. 
maze hole. Oh, put the brakes on. Jesus. This this Lenny Lane and Lodi shit was so fucking stupid. It We're trying something, and you always got to try something. I get it, but it's just so stupid. Yeah, let's do a fucking spot. Look, spot off the top. Anybody go, yeah. Nobody jumped up and went, yeah. No one gave a shit about it. <laughs> they really didn't. Which brings me to this question, Conrad. Okay. Uh, being that you obviously back then uh, were the uh, were the type of person that we oh, dance around type of person that we were after. Do you think that wrestling today caters too much? And I'm talking more about the WWE caters too much to the reaction of the fans in the arena. No. Okay. Clearly they don't. All right. I just fans, fans in the arena today have changed. Society has changed. I get that. The wrestling fan has changed. Wrestling and everything has changed. Let's put it that way. I, I just think that I don't know. I, I just think that that fans do more manipulation now than they used to. You don't agree? No, I'm not saying that. I just well then, I I, I just uh, you know, I know you don't watch every week, but I don't. They booed Roman Reigns out of the building a lot. And so what they would do on TV is they would turn the mute, the booze down. You could like hear the volume of the booze go down. And it's not because the fans are like, boo. It's because they fucking shit on him, but they didn't want the fans at home to know that they were getting shit on. So they just fucking turned them down. So no, I don't think they're catering to them too much. Okay. Just wondered. I just, but I understand that you think. Fuck the fans. They don't know what's good. We'll show them. No, I don't know. They know what's good. I don't say fuck the fans. Not at all. Do they really? You stupid motherfucker. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) And I say fuck the fans. Not at all. Ask any of the guys on Patreon. Do I say fuck the fans? Hell no. I just wondered. Just fans are different now. And I just wonder how much of an impact you think they have on the wrestling business, the fans in the arena. Well, see, sometimes I think that I'll give you a perfect example. I think that sometimes we put too much stock into Twitter because the people on Twitter are vocal. Uh, and that, I don't know if that really represents, and I know you can reach a lot of people on Twitter, I don't know if that really represents the masses. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking that the things that we use today that are seemingly used today, fan response in the arena, uh, social media, I'm not so sure that's a good barometer for what works and what doesn't on a larger scale. Because we say this, all right, fans say this, oh gosh. Uh, Raw is bad this week, and SmackDown was bad this week. 
and oh, it was a terrible show. And what are they doing? But in the same breath, the network is making tons of money. And they go to Saudi Arabia and they make tons of money. The company's making money. But we still say by what we read on Twitter and what we see in the arena that uh, things are not going well. I, I don't agree with that. Does all this make sense? No. No. Okay. So I was on a tirade there for no reason at all, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my finger on the pulse of the business in 2019. Well, hold your finger up. Okay. Stick it up, up to your ass. <laughs> you found the pulse. <laughs> okay. Really? It's up my ass. Well. You know, you know how I spell wrestling? W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. No. R-A-S-S-L-I-N apostrophe. No. How do you spell it? S-C-H-I-N-O-V-E. <laughs> That's Shemanunov of. That's wrestling. Okay. S-C-H-I-A-V-O-N-E. Tony Shivani. Here comes Sid. Here comes Sid again. Wonder what he's going to do, Conrad. He's going to disrupt this one. And people here at ringside are saying, please disrupt this match. Oh, ball head scallywags. Mm. <laughs> Charles Robinson. Oh, my God. Who is that? Well, okay. I'm going to cornhole you, too. You're not. Here we go. I'm grabbing you on the chin. I'm picking you up for a motherfucking power bomb. What would you rather take? Choke slam or power bomb from Sid? Choke slam. Yeah, me too. Because look at the force that he does this with. He took ah. care of him a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit. This is the best part of the match. Well, yeah, just powerbombing motherfuckers over and over. Yep. Have you ever executed a powerbomb on someone in real life? Do I look like I would have executed a powerbomb on someone in real life? You got to be tall to do it. You got to be tall. See, 69 and 0. 69. (laughs) That's uh, Bill and Ted's favorite number. So we dimmed the lights. We did. We just dimmed the lights. There's the fucker with the laser pointer. Still want to find who that fucker is. If you were a cocksucker with a laser pointer, hmm. let us let us know. Eh, the person's probably in jail right now. I have no time for a fucking laser pointer. We recently learned that. Do you know what else Sid had no time for razors? The millennium man did not believe in, or he was a big fan of stubble. What do you think he's saying here? Oh yeah. The fact is Conrad Thompson. I have no time for blades. I'm not going to do a blade job. It's in my contract that I can't even use blades in WCW. Thanks a lot, Marty. 
I came back from being stabbed. You see these people laying down on the mat right now? That's how I was laying down in the hallway in a hotel. Going to die. I was going to bleed out. But now I rule the world. 70 and 0. 70 and 0. Hope I live to the age of 70. Oh, you will. You think so? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I've got a tough life. Shut the fuck up. I got, I, I got a tough life, man. Sitting on my ass and watching baseball games, going to football games, sitting here once a week in a chair, talking to you, listening to you run me down. Oh, talk. okay. That's what we're saying now. What? That I'm running you down at times. My goodness. So if this was the, if this is known as the kiss nitro, Mm -hmm. where the fuck is kiss? And I think it's known more as the Sid nitro. Don't you think so up until this moment? No, no one refers to this show as the Sid nitro. They sure don't. All right. They should. See, Sid was on a lot of nitros. Did you know it? Guess how many, guess how many kiss was on. You're running me down again. No, I'm asking questions. I learned through asking questions. Okay. I know Did I ever tell you about my reaction to seeing these guys kiss without their face paint. You were probably a little disappointed. Oh boy. Was I ever it's like- now? I, I, I do know that kiss. Okay. This, this apparently this fucking, uh, promo is fucking endless. Holy shit. Well, I know how we could pick it up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Tony Reed's rap. And of course, last week we promoted project Pat's chicken head and we always deliver on our promises. Tony, you have the lyrics. I'm ready to drop a funky instrumental beat. Just give me the high sign whenever you're ready to go. And we will get this party started. White boy. Okay. High sign. Ready? Hit it in three, two, one. Chicken, chicken, chicken heads, boy, please. What? Yeah. Chicken, chicken, chicken heads, bald head, scallywag, ain't got no hair in back, gelled up, weaved up. Your hair is messed. Need to get about a hustle mission. Get up on loot, run to a beautician run game until the game is gravy. That don't mean spend cheese fat. The baby walk, walk. On the stalk, stalk for a bootleg, walk, walk, pretty talk, walk, giving out head. There you go. Ain't a thing. Eat a chicken wing. Got some gold teeth at the club. Trying to shake that thing. Trying to get peace. Chicken, chicken, always into some dumb shit. Should have paid your light bill. You bought an outfit. <laughs> 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 Should have paid you like Bill. You bought an outfit. <laughs> I don't know why did that. Why did that line fucking make me laugh so much? 
Oh, stay at your mammy house and keep a smart mouth. It's Project Memphis 10, represent the South. So pass that drodro, and we're going to stay ticking, full of that momo, holla at a chicken. <sighs> you know, the only thing better than that is a little West Texas rednecks. And of course, they're doing a live concert here. Let's just let the audio tell the story. I know that Kurt loved country music and I love this angle, but is this the worst case of lip syncing and pretending that you can play instruments you've ever seen? It's absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Look at Kurt just hamming it up. Kurt, uh, Kurt really doesn't fit into this. <laughs> I mean, he's just, it's just so obvious. He's like, this is all stupid. Yeah. And then look at Barry Windham in the back. Barry Windham, one of the most naturally gifted athletes in the history of professional wrestling, looks like the most uncoordinated motherfucker when you put two drumsticks <laughs> in his hand. Thank you very much, Las Vegas. That's one of the bows. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, well, that's what they wanted. They wanted the booze. Oh, sure. So, um, what was better? Good old boys by the West Texas Rednecks or Tony Schiavone? doing chicken head. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, I don't like to, I don't like to beat my own drum, Barry Wyndham, but you can't beat, you should have paid your light bill. You bought an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't beat that man. I love that. Oh. That tickled you so much. Uh, you motherfucker. I tell you those motherfuckers. Sometimes I look at these lines and I'm thinking, what are they fucking thinking? But they hit a home run with that line. <laughs> Huh. They, they hit a home run with that line. Funny shit. Anyway, I was, I was, I was saying it and I guess it's, oh God, I'm telling you, you love these nitro girls, don't you? I, I, I love these nitro girls. Man, uh, you, you were, as we're recording this, it is six 40 in the morning. You're already revved up. Oh man. You're like, you're like quarter chub right now. Yeah. I'm just like, I've got to find Tigris. You think she's looking for a good old boy? Here's <laughs> what you should hit Tigris with. Should have paid you a light bill. <laughs> oh no. She paid her light bill. You bought an outfit. She's a small, she's a smart girl. So is that uh, your favorite uh, of all the Tony Reed's rap? I think that yeah, might be your low yeah. key favorite. That, that is it. That is absolutely it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out, proud to tell everybody what we got next. It seems like, you know, doing a little teaser like that worked well when we announced ahead of time. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to really, we're going to stretch here next stretch. week. We're going to do, put it in your mouth.
There's a song called Put It In Your Mouth. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? I, I'm sure they're not talking about bubble gum, are they? Oh, I, that's up to the listener to decide. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the lines are blurred a little bit. I'm sure you read those lines saying, huh, I wonder if they were talking about bubble gum. Let me just. I'm going to play a little bit of it here just so people get an idea. Okay. Right? Don't play much. I understand the rules. Okay. Dad. All right. Here we go. My baby left me. Left me sad and blue. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What you said, baby? Here we go. Tell you what I said. She said, "Put it in her mouth." Are you still with me here? You don't like that? You add on that? Oh my gosh! Look who it is—the <laughs> revolution. Perry Saturn looks like a bald head scallywag. He ain't got no hair in back. And these days, Shane Douglas should have paid his light bill, but he bought an outfit. Not an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like Jimmy Hart did that though. Jimmy Hart, one of the freshest dressers in wrestling. I'm going to need you, uh, on our last live show ever in Wayne, New Jersey. Okay. Wink, wink. Um, you need an airbrush jacket, an airbrush jacket. Where am I going to get an airbrush jacket in the month? Uh, Jimmy Hart had them shits every week. I think we got plenty of time to figure this out. Okay. And what would we, what would you put on a Tony Schiavone airbrush jacket? Uh, chicken head. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chicken head, uh, a caricature of Medusa. One of Francine. See, you're already rolling. Okay. You're like, what do we put? And then you just start rattling stuff <laughs> off. Yeah, man. I'm all of a sudden I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm with it. Oh, here you go. Girlfriend, it's going to cost a fee. Get your rags and work that streets. Pay your boy and make me rich. So we keep them swishers lit. <laughs> do you get the swishers lit? Yeah, I do. Oh, really? Yeah, swisher sweets. Oh, ho, 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 Tony <laughs> knows some things. <laughs> I get it. Well, what's, uh, is there anything special or unique about these, uh, said Swisher sweets? Uh, no, just that you can smoke them. Uh, in this instance, I have it on good authority. Mm -hmm. They may or may not be filled with marijuana. Gotcha. So they're really sweet. Okay. Okay. I get it. Can I get you to, um, <laughs> no, never mind. We're not going anywhere where it's legal. I was going to say, can I get you to do some edible soon? Cause no, Tony Schiavone high in Las Vegas is one of the highlights of my wrestling fandom. <laughs> I would like to say that. I don't think I was really high at that time. <laughs> 
Well, I think everyone who listened to the show would disagree. Can you believe this? And I may have mentioned this before. There was actually a guy on Patreon who canceled his membership because of that episode. He said, Tony Schiavone, hi, that's enough for me. I'm out. And I thought, you know what, you cocksucker, go ahead and say, you know what, I just can't do it this month. I get it. Don't make don't make up some bullshit story like that. I just thought that was Tony. Be, on, be I, honest. Can I just freestyle this? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Do what you like. If if what we're doing entertains you and you want more of it, cool. And if 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 you're out, that's okay too. But yeah, but but I mean, you, uh, don't. Your comment is not going to dissuade us when the masses are into it. Like right. Right. We can't make everybody happy. Lord right. knows we tried that in those early episodes and fuck. And now it's just like, you know what? We're going to have fun and right. people enjoy whoa, whoa, just seeing whoa. what was wrong with those earlier episodes. Well, they sucked a dick, man. You didn't, I was trying to make, um, what happened when basically the WCW version of something to wrestle and give all this great insight and behind the scenes. Yeah. And I was like, and no, I, Tony, Tony wasn't interested in that. Didn't yep. flourish in that format. We got to do something that Tony will have fun doing and something that Tony would enjoy. And you giving yeah. your opinions on uh, wrestling and you sort of doing silly voiceovers and calling what's on the monitor. And, and th this show became more like a buddy cop movie. You know, it's just, you and I shooting the shit every week and people dig it or they don't. And I get that. But if you don't. There's plenty of other free fucking podcasts to go enjoy. Yeah, that's right. But this is the format now. Like we're just, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do we're silly gonna... nonsense and talk about HJs and funnel cakes and <laughs> HJs and funnel cakes. Well, I saw the barbarian and I wanted to go to that and I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's give him a rest. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Let's, let's do HJs and funnel cakes. Wow. Which by the way. If you don't like HJs and funnel cakes, I don't fucking want you listening to the show. We don't exactly. have very much in common yeah. because Tony loves funnel cakes and I don't, I love something else. I'll let you guess what uh, you don't like funnel cakes. I, I, that just, no, no, here's what I'm saying. Never had one. And I know that's hard to believe me being uh, morbidly obese, but uh, that's the truth. I don't, I don't, I, I've never had a funnel. I, I don't, I don't go to the fair. I don't want. An, an STD. I don't want hepatitis. I don't actively seek out herpa hepa hiv. I going to the fair or going to a carnival, especially when a bunch of carnies have had a fair, like, you know, they, they stop in this small town here. And then they go through like five small towns in the state. That's how there are they, syphilis outbreaks statewide. It, it all but, starts with fairs. Okay. But that's a rite of passage for young people in the South. Yeah. Well, I did it when I was a kid and that was enough for me to say, Hey mom, I'm ready to go. All right. And that guy on the Gravitron over there wearing the Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler t-shirt. He tried to sell me some somas. Let's go mom. <laughs> That's what happened. I was done. Pretty cool. Look here uh, for Rick Steiner. Wouldn't you agree with that blonde part of the beard? 
This is one of the cool things with WCW from 1999. You know, this, this group of guys. Yeah. It, it's weird that they all jumped except Shane Douglas too. Of course, Shane wanted to jump and they all swerved him and told him that they were all going to go together. And then he heard they were up there. And when he tried to call them on it, they denied it, but then they called him from a Stanford hotel to deny it. Wow. That is a great story. Yeah. And that's apparently a true story. Shane Douglas told me that story years ago. And I think the idea was, uh, the guys were worried that since Shane had been there before, maybe he had some heat and it could hurt their chances of landing a deal. So they just thought they would try to negotiate on their own. And of course, when they didn't do the, you know, one for all gimmick. Vince and company did prefer that. Nah, I think we're good. Wow. And there is, oh Lordy, here we go. You excited about this? Vampiro and the, uh, insane clown posse. Whoop, whoop. Where are you at on the two scoops of whoop? Uh, never heard of two scoops of whoop. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Do they still perform the insane clown posse? Yeah. They were at Starcast one. No, I'm talking about that. They go out and still take bumps. Yeah. Probably every now and again. Uh, no wait. You know what? I think one of them had to retire because he broke his neck, right? Because he, uh, he slid uh, off the bus. We've seen he that. broke his, his back, his yeah. neck. Yeah. Like a chicken neck. Like a chicken wing. They're promoting, by the way, on the actual show, you're promoting body pillows, walkie talkies, and everything else you can need, including autographed memorabilia tomorrow night on QVC. You were selling WCW walkie talkies on QVC. Mm hmm. And we didn't have a graphic for that. No. See, see, that's, uh, you, you, you put a graphic up to make it professional. And just to shove it down their throat type thing. I know Ray, I know Ray Mysterio in the mask is Ray Mysterio, but I like this look here with the toboggan is what I call it or uh, whatever you want to call it. I liked his look here. He's a handsome young man. Isn't he? Look at this. How about uh, a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, they had Andrade beat him in a two out of three falls match. And I think everybody knows that conventional booking and professional wrestling are in a two out of three falls is one, two, one. Uh, right. and occasionally you would go one, two, two. Well, they went one, one. And Andre beat him, Andrade, rather, not Andre. Andrade beat him two straight falls. Right. Ray didn't catch a pin at all. Surprise you? Well, I think it surprised a lot of people. Like in my, my group chat, my wrestling group chat of friends, Super Dave Miller was like, I can't believe they're just jobbing out Mysterio. And I'm like, well, I mean, he's probably brought in to put over the younger talent. And it is a little predictable to go one, two, one in wrestling now, 
So just having somebody lose two straight pins probably does give you a bit of a storyline. It does. And the, the term jobbing out is not what it used to be. No, I agree. Because you can win one week and lose the next. Well, in, in WWE, it's 50, 50 booking all the time. How about, and you know, listen, I, I, I know that we've talked about insane clown posse before, but shaggy two dope is really doing his best, to take some serious bumps here for Billy. Yes. Kidman. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. How about that? Took that guillotine leg drop after threw him on the outside, pick him up slam. And here comes Ray. And you know, with Ray, you're going to have to do some crazy shit. Can you imagine this, uh, this guy's right. This is not a special pay-per-view attraction. This is just the kiss nitro. Right. Hmm. I look at that. He's doing great, man. Here comes violent J violent J stay down. Violent J. You know, I, I'm sorry about this, but I forever for the rest of his life, for the rest of his fucking life, he'll probably live longer than me. Even though he took bumps, I can't look at Billy Kidman without thinking about that motherfucker, Tori Wilson. It's like every time we see Stacy Keebler, we go. I mean, if, if I, if I'm like David Flair right now, or, wow, I love a bump. David Flair, Billy Kidman right now. I'm looking back on this saying, where did I go wrong? How come I'm, how come I'm not still around? I don't know. What do you mean? How do you, how do you lose a woman like Tori Wilson? The same way you lose every woman. What are you talking no, about? You've got to put some effort into it. If I would, if I had, if I had married Tori Wilson, I'd still be married to her. Well, I mean, if I would hang out with Lois Shivani for 38 years, I could put up with just about anything. Mm. I'm saying a lot about your wife here, bro. <laughs> well. You've heard her on this broadcast, on this podcast. You know what I mean? Look at Shaggy. Go up top, man. Wow. All right. That being said, yeah, we've heard from old, bitter, married to Tony Schiavone all these years, Lois. Yeah. We don't know how Tori was behind the scenes. <sighs> no, we don't. But I would have done everything I could to keep her happy. You're saying that based on looks, though. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I'm just I saying, get it. There's that old cliche. Yeah, you know, how this old guy told me once. He said, "How would the best looking woman in the world? Show your guy tired of fucking her." <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" Sometimes, Conrad, they don't mind how good they look. You can tie this shit. 
They all got shit, Conrad. You think you think she good looking? She got no shit. The better looking they got, more shit they got. What you need is an ugly woman. Look at my wife, friends. Ugly as shit, no problems. That's what you do. See, I had to decide. I don't put up a bunch of bullshit. I mean, good looking woman, or I just won't be happy. I chose happy. Uh, well, that and, gentleman had, uh, he knew about life, didn't he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about. We were also, uh, I went to a tailgating event once with him and, yeah. uh, it was, it was Alabama A&M here, yeah. which is a historically black college. And, right. uh, he points to a guy while we're at this barbecue tailgate event. Right. And he says, he used to bust some sissies in the ass. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Come again. And he said it again. And I was like, what, what does that mean? You don't know what that means. And he told me that in prison, uh. cause I guess this guy had served time. He, uh, he would lay with other men. Ah. Uh. And so I was, uh, I was a Ute. I was impressionable. So I'm like, so he's gay. And the old man very quickly corrected that and said, ain't nothing gay about getting your dick sucked. <laughs> That's when I was like, I don't know enough about life. Apparently <laughs> I'm, uh, this guy's dropping like real knowledge over here. <laughs> That my brain just can't possibly compute. Yeah, he uh, he was firm on his convictions, wasn't he? Like he said it in such a way where it was just like, well, everybody knows this, and if you don't, you're a dumbass. Man, how weird is it to see Hulk Hogan in 1999 coming out like it's 1990? Yeah, got the big gold belt on, teasing the crowd, and you know what? What I'm with it. You are? Yeah. I just, I have a problem. I get it. And I remember when he became Hulk Hogan again, but I have a problem with, uh, three years prior to this, he was the best heel in the business. And all of a sudden we're acting like it never happened. Well, well hang on now. Like, okay. That's wrestling, isn't it? Like good yeah, guys but, and then I bad mean, guys. So he should have stayed heel forever? No, I'm just saying that I okay. Lord, what I, a big action figure that guy had. Yeah, no, Either that was I, a very large action figure or a very small child. Yeah. Well, well you know, something. brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go ahead. Yeah. It didn't work for me to be a heel. Woo. That's right. And here I'm back as a baby face once again with the belt around my waist right below this belt is a thermos brother. That's right. The thermos. If I want this thermos to make bookings with me, if I want to pin the guys putting my thermos in their face, that's what I'll do brother, because I'm Hulk Hogan. Let's forget about 1996. Let's forget about the NWO. He still looked pretty good here. Didn't he? Dude, he looks phenomenal. 
Yeah, he's he looked great, man. I haven't talked to him or seen him in so long. Why not? I don't. Send me his number. I did, like a month ago or two months ago. Uh, you want it again? No, I think I got it. I'm sure. Why, why, I, don't, I, why don't you just call him right now on the air? Let's wake him yeah. up. 7-11 in the morning. I'm sure he's up. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Hey, hey, Hawk, Tony Schiavone. Can you say a few words to everybody on my podcast? Click. No, he, you know, he wouldn't do that. He'd say, he'd yeah. start speaking carney. He'd say, Riz other, is this a shizu? <laughs> Are we on the is there right in Israel? What the fizzuck? I, I want to tell, I want to tell everybody out there right now that listening to us right now, that Hulk Hogan, regardless of the politics, regardless of what you heard. And I know there's, everybody has their. Everybody has their problems in their personality that people don't like, but be that as it may, Hulk Hogan was a cool motherfucker. He was, he was a cool motherfucker. How about this? Hulk Hogan is the reason this podcast exists. Because your love of wrestling. I would not. Hulk Hogan is the reason I'm a wrestling fan. I would not be watching wrestling. I would not have chased down Tony Schiavone and sold him on doing a podcast if it weren't for Hulk Hogan. Well, I, I'm talking about more behind the scenes to deal with on a one-on-one level. Oh yeah. He is very, yeah, that, that cool. part, I, I think, um, listen, everybody's got character flaws. Everybody's got parts of their personality that, you know, we're all, we're all improving. We're all learning. We're all getting better together every day, blah, blah, blah. But the Tony Schiavone you would talk to now is not the same Tony Schiavone you would talk to 20 or 30 years ago. And anyway, not trying to excuse any of that. What he said was stupid. He shouldn't have done it. It was fucking hateful and ugly, et cetera, et cetera. However, I always judge people based on how they, they handle me. And so I just treat people how they treat me and and Hulk couldn't have been nicer or cooler and just, uh, He's, he's a cool guy, as you said, and it's a shame that now, you know, that's sort of something you have to apologize for saying that, Hey, I met Hulk Hogan and he was nice. Like you're kind of not supposed to say that anymore. Yeah, I know. Which is a shame. It is. By the way, though, Ron Funches does have the funniest Hulk Hogan joke in the history of professional wrestling and comedy. So if Ron Funches is coming to your town, uh, you should go out of your way to see him. Like somewhere my wife is still laughing at the joke. And that's because Ron Funches, not only is he our friend, he is really one of the, one of the funniest men out there. Oh, without question, without question. And you say, well, you say that cause he's your friend. Yeah. But watch his, watch his special on comedy central. Go see, him li- go see him live. It's even better than the comedy central special. Yeah. Cause there's stuff you can do live that you might not want to do on TV. So I can do a joke in front of 400 people that I might not want to do in front of 4 million. Right. Uh, same thing we do when we go live, we do things live that we don't do here. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. the part where you like, Whoa, dim- stop. Okay. Stop. stop. I don't know where you were going, but I'm sure it wasn't good. Speaking of not good. Here comes Chris Benoit. Potential in this match though, Benoit against Rick Steiner. I don't think I, mean, there, you, I don't think there's really potential in 1999. I think if this was 
1999 Chris Benoit versus 1989 Rick Steiner. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. I think 99 Rick Steiner was just sort of like going through the motions. Well, he was, uh, he was, uh, going through a lot of, uh, health probably. He, he had bad shoulders, you know, he had taken a lot. I mean, think about all the crazy bumps the Steiners used to take, right? I mean, you, you got to feel that here we are, you know, 10, 11 years, 12 years later, uh, those bumps have worn you down. Listen, this is about to be ugly and unfair what I'm going to say, but okay. I, I just want to talk just openly and honestly with my wrestling friend here. Okay. I'm going to start naming tag teams and right. I want you to tell me who you think was the bigger star of the two. Okay. I think that's pretty easy. The rockers, Shawn Michaels. So the smaller star, of course, in your opinion is Marty Jannetty. Hard to right. argue. Right. The road warriors. Uh, it was, and I'm not saying this because I give animal shit. It was Hawk. Now here's, here's the challenging one. Cause I think most people would do that. Well, like, we'll just keep it going a little longer. Uh, the I, original midnight express, the original midnight express, uh, Bobby, the rock and roll express, Ricky Morton. You can do this just automatically, but I feel like the Steiner brothers, were one of the only teams where that answer changed over time. I think when the, when the Steiner brothers first became a thing, most everybody would have said, oh, Rick Steiner. But as time goes on the, the, with the creation of the Frankensteiner. And then of course, when they break out and they become single stars, there's no question it becomes Scott Steiner at that point. But I think it was Rick first. No, I, you're right. I, I didn't think of it that way, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's just wild to me that. You know, it's, it switches and, and I wasn't a fan. I'll admit I wasn't a fan of the midnight rockers. I wasn't watching wrestling back then, the early days of the rockers, but apparently a lot of people were of the opinion that it was going to be Marty Jannetty. who was going to be the big breakout star of the duo. And of course we know it went on to be Shawn Michaels. And I think we're all better for it because Shawn was one of the best all-time performers ever. But I think like early Steiner brothers. Rick was the star and, and, and Scott was Rick's brother. But then as time goes on with, I do think that that started to change with the Frankensteiner. Cause that move got so hot, so fast that they were like, oh, we could put him in a singles match against flair for the belt. And it draws a rating and they're like, oh, fuck, we might have something. People try to break them up. They don't want to do that. Maybe because Scott in his mind was still the little brother to Rick. And maybe Rick saw, well, Hey, he's got this hot move. I don't really want to. So they stuck together as a team, but allegedly, you know, there was an opportunity in both WCW and the WBF for them to break up and go singles and they didn't and suck together. And then famously when they did split up, big Papa pump became a thing. And cause you go back and you look at those early Scott Steiner promos when they're a tag team. Yeah. Fucking not good. No, no, no. You're right. And, and Scott is a friend of the show now. It's weird how things change. Um, but man, as a tag team wrestler, like you had to let all the heavy lifting go to Rick Steiner because it just wasn't there. And then all of a sudden that's like, 
the switch flips and big Papa pump is here. And it's just fascinating to me. Cause I don't think that dynamic has existed in another team that I can think of off the top of my head. Can you think of one? No, it didn't happen in the rock and roll express. Uh, like maybe e- like even edge and Christian. And, and right. I, and, and I think those are about as equally matched as you could. I think people would say it's edge it, it, the Hardy boys. People would say it's Jeff, the Dudley boys. People would say it's Bubba. There's just always one guy who's sort of like, okay, he's the lead guy. I don't know yeah. why it works that way. It's just, that's the way fans perceive them. And I think that really changed with the Steiners. It may have been because before there were the Steiner brothers, there was a Rick Steiner. Right. That's probably the, the reason. They're doing some pretty good bumps here in this match. Now, this is a much better match than I gave you credit for. I slept yeah. slip on Rick Steiner. shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, when you can perform, you can perform. And little Charles still out there. Rick was a television champ up here, and I think Benoit was a U.S. champ. Uh-oh, who we got? Perry Saturn, who's... Perry Saturn. Uh, formerly one half of the Eliminators. And nobody talks about John Cronus. Oh, God. Choke slam. Oh, man. <laughs> that looked fucking good. Hell of a bump that time. You got to deliver a power bomb. I need you to power bomb like Jobber Shivani at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Can we do that? No, no, I don't. I, you know, with my, with my neck surgery, I have, I have no strength in my arms at all. I can't pick up shit. I can't. So I can't do it. Now you may be, if you, we could like, we could tag team power bomb somebody. If you wanted. I grab him around the legs and you help me lift him up. And then you let go and I continue down. Does that sound good? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I mean, we are a team. I mean, we are a team once a week here. So I thought that we could end up teaming up. Wasn't sure. Just trying to build some more camaraderie between us. By the way, this was like as good of a place as any to, uh, to plug Scott Steiner's Shoney's in Ackworth, Georgia. We routinely get tagged in social media when people stop by, because if you're a wrestling fan, like the foyer, it's something you should see, especially if you're passing through. I mean, don't go to that fucking Hardee's and get something to eat. Go in that Shoney's knock you out a cheeseburger and a Coke. And the lobby's kind of cool. And Scott Steiner and his wife cannot be any more gracious hosts. Oh yeah. I mean, any, anybody that stops by there, we, we have fun here on the show and, oh, he's yeah. crazy and he's a badass and blah, blah, blah. And all those things are true. But he's also a business owner. So when you go check out the place, like the real him is going to come check on you and see if everything's going well. And if you need anything and he got enough to eat and it's kind of fucking surreal. Yeah, it is. And that's because in, there's two things. Scott Steiner in real life is a great kid and Scott Steiner in real life. When the bell rings is a scary motherfucker. And those are both true statements because when he, t- <laughs> the first star cast, <laughs> wow. 
I'm thinking, oh, oh, he is fucking out of control. And guess what? I was right. Oh yeah. Once we get once when, <laughs> when the bell rings, when that yeah. music hits, just for a second, you're convinced. Like, yeah. okay, does he does he remember? Like, what we're doing? <laughs> if this gets sideways here, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he starts taking it too far. Like, yeah. does somebody in the back know? Yeah, I'm thinking because he pointed at me, and I actually did the best running that I could after you hobbled away. I'm thinking if he grabs me, I'm fucked. I'm completely fucked because now the person that grabbed me is not the Scotty Steiner that I thought's a great kid. The person that grabbed me is Big Papa Pump, and I'm fucked. Yeah, you know hey. what's what's funny is I just realized basically what we're talking about is yeah. somebody using their daddy voice. So like you know yeah. when you were around the house with your kids or whatever, you're yeah. Hey, Jobber Shivani. Uh, come on down here. Your mom's got supper. Jobber. Jobber, get down here. Get downstairs. Your mom made your favorite. She's got donkey dicks right <laughs> off the grill. Jobber. Jobber, get your ass down here. So that was the daddy voice. Right. And so it's like, okay, okay, okay. Whoa, that escalated quickly. Yeah. And that is Scott Steiner. Like Scott right. Steiner in real life is the first part of that. Right. And then there's Big Papa Pump. Bloop. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. Look look at receiving your right. I need I need you to just walk around and put your hands on your hips like that. <laughs> that was so great. I need a fucking singlet like that too. Fucking shit. I, I, I need uh we need to see some of your favorite wrestling ladies in that outfit. Oh. Oh. So how about oh. this past weekend, you know, I was at the, uh, the gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina. And of course, you know, showed, but I didn't, I didn't know show. I was not booked. Cassio kid was there. Arn Anderson was there. Jeff uh -huh. Jewett was there. Jim Ross was there. Mark James was there. Jim yeah. Cornette was there. Dick Bourne was there. Brian Rogers was there. It was a good time. Had ball. Okay, good. Old Mancer was there. And you weren't there. I wasn't booked. Well, I can get you booked, baby. Well, too late now. That's not. Gonna go to the next one. Okay. The next one I'll be there. But I thought you had baseball. I did. Well, <laughs> but I won't for the next one. Oh, well, anybody we who has the internet knows that. Okay. We stop it. What? <laughs> if, if we book, if we book far enough out. Jeez. If we go far enough out to where I can look at the schedule and say, oh yeah, I got a baseball game, but I can probably work something out for that one. I can go to, I can do just about most anything, but I can't like two months before say, Hey, can you come to the gathering? No, I can't. I've got a schedule. I got like to keep. Here. I am a, I am an announcer, a podcaster, a husband, a father, a dog owner, and a gimmick. And so I've got to be able to work all those in and to be able to work all those in, you've got to have a schedule. All and right. thanks, thanks to my iPhone X oh. max, I have a very good schedule. I keep on my iPhone max. and it's max. It's the biggest one. Oh, is that what you yeah. tell all the girls? <laughs> and, and because, uh, this iPhone, 
uh, Max did not ring and tell me that there was the gathering that I should have been on uh, last week, I never showed up. So, give me, put me on your schedule, Conrad. Can I, yeah. um, can I just ask you a question? Yes. November 9th, it's a home game for Georgia. And we're going to host yeah. Missouri. Right. You getting married? Is it, is it far enough in advance? Uh, Cause we had a, a cool opportunity following our collective laps. That would have been something you would have been thrilled to do. Exactly. I know where you're going with this and you changed the dates on me. Well, I didn't change the dates on you. Oh yeah. I, I tried to, okay. the, the dates because, were changed on us. Okay. Because I, there was a basketball game that week and I had gotten out of that basketball game. Oh. I, I just, so you know, I didn't change those dates. A third party did. Is it who I think it is at third party? Uh, it's three letters. Starts with W, ends in E. I'm not telling you the middle letter. <laughs> okay. I, I got you. Yeah. They changed that date because of us. They changed the date because you, that's the impact you have in wrestling today. They're booking a fucking round you. Did you see at SummerSlam, they did a uh, meet and greet with Hunter and Stephanie with the proceeds going to Connor's cure. Uh, yeah. Like I heard that pitch before. West Texas rednecks in here with, uh, the Harlem heat. Uh, it doesn't seem like Harlem heat should still be a thing here in 1999, but they are. Of course we know famously Booker T has had quite the success in as a singles wrestler but has yet to become world champion. Of course, we know he's going to get that opportunity the next year in the year 2000. And, uh, what we're seeing right now are, uh, a counterfeiter and, uh, what, what are you laughing at? A counterfeiter. You just, well, yeah, you're right. I want to bring up something here about this match that I just, I just, it just hit me and I'm not going to use the buzzword. Okay. All right. They have done a great job of setting these guys up as West Texas rednecks, right? Yeah. You think it is perchance that they're wrestling black guys here? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. I, I did. No, and maybe no, it's no. Because I, of- I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, right. I legitimately didn't even consider that because, well, they're the tag champs. So if the West yeah. Texas rednecks want to be the tag champs, they got to beat these guys. And by the way. This match is taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's not in West Virginia. Right. Or Mississippi. Well, oh, uh, I, and I get that. I understand that. And I'm with you. I agree with you. Everything you're saying. But in today's society, that's the first thing people would think of. Many people. That's weird, man. Because, I, I mean, I'm from Alabama. I'm as yep. redneck as it comes. That didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it to be funny, but it's like, well, they're the tax champs. Of course, the West Texas rednecks want to be tax champs. Right. And by the way, hurts my feelings a little bit. To see Barry Wyndham wrestling in a t-shirt. Yeah. Barry Wyndham, if you're not, and by the way, the West Texas rednecks are now your world tag team champions. Right. But I mean, they need some hardware for their world tour. Right. Go out of your way 
to watch some Barry Windham from 86 and 87 battle of the belts too, with uh, flair and 86 his match. There is just outstanding. Meltzer said at the time, it's the best hour of wrestling in the history of television. Wow. You know, I got to thinking of something here when they're walking off, this is not to, to shine a bad light on Kendall nor Duncan, but stripping all this West, West Texas redneck stuff away. Wyndham and Hennig, Barry Wyndham and Hennig would have been a hell of a, Oh my team. gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. Imagine for a minute when they were in their prime too. Right. Right. So That's like, what I was thinking about, you know, M- Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig in 87 and Wyndham right. in 87. God damn. Yeah. What a team. Oh shit. You and I should have been booking back then. You know, what's crazy too, is out of the group of the pair, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. Wyndham became the only guy to win the NWA championship. Right. I know we Kurt are... was AWA, but by the time Kurt was AWA champ, it didn't matter as much. Right. And I guess for that matter, you know, the NWA title didn't matter as much when Barry won it. It's just. Shame. This is the second time we've seen this Berlin promo. Yeah. Of course we know Alex Wright has been reprogrammed and I kind of dig this, the concept and the look and they're trying something new. It's better than the Dick dancer thing. Is it not? Oh yeah. I, I, I was on board with this. I thought it was pretty cool. It was, it was, this was Conrad character development or redevelopment, if you will. And I had no problem with that at all. It would been it would it was good to do this instead of just running his ass out looking different. Or who we? Gee, didn't we ju- didn't we just run him out earlier? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Second appearance for Vampiro. I know we've had a, we've had two appearances for Diamond Dallas Page. What what are we doing? So a couple of weeks after this, you guys are going to start. The search for the new nitro girl. And you're going to go to eight different cities trying to recruit the right. new nitro girl. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was a, t- and if I remember the story correctly, uh, we were recruiting a new nitro girl, right? And all of a sudden a new nitro girl shows up. You remember that? No. Okay. We were, we were doing this search for the new nitro girl. And as we search for a new nitro girl in the midst of this search, all of a sudden a new nitro girl appears. And I think it was, I'm not so sure if it was baby or not, or whoever it was at that time. And I remember going to Eric and saying, Eric, why is there a new nitro girl when we are looking for a new nitro girl? And he went, he just stopped what he was doing. He turned around, looked at me, he said, what? I said, a new nitro girl's appeared and we're looking for a new nitro girl. Don't you think that's wrong? He went, fuck. And he went storming off. So he did not know that there was a new nitro girl appearing. And to me, that, to me, that says a lot about what we were doing back then. That the nitro girls, I guess it was Kimberly back then. We're doing their own fucking thing and they weren't, nobody was again, no continuity. All right. And, th- and that said a lot about what we were doing. 
And that was wrong. And all of a sudden, that a new Nitro Girl appeared. But anyway, so we're looking for a new Nitro Girl this time, which is not a bad thing, right? If you do it right. No, and you can make it a fun right. promotion and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Man, but I'm sure we How can. great is Eddie Guerrero? Everything he's doing here just looks, my God. I know. And not only that, he's got, he's got that in him to where he knows that this show probably has not been that good as of late. So he's going to kick it up another notch and steal the show and steal the show. It's I mean, I think, same. I don't think you could even argue at this point. Andy Guerrero is the best performer on the show so far. Yes, he is. It's amazing too. When you think about what was possible with that motherfucker. Oh, I know. You know, like he died so young and I mean, he's only like what? 30 something. I think Mm-hmm. it's just. 38. Yeah. Yeah. So in wrestling, he would have had another 10 years. Sure. He would have, we would have been talking about him retiring, you know, just here in the last three or four years, think about all the great shit he would have been able to put together the stuff he could have done with AJ styles or Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins or CM Punk or Ricochet. Oh, it's just so many. Imagine what he could have done with like a, a Kenny Omega or an Okada or mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, I should know the answer to this, but I'm sorry. I don't, is he in the hall of fame? You know, I don't know the answer to that either. I, I need to look that up. He should be. Well, everybody knows that. I think, yeah. you know, they're, they're trying to put in. One at a time, but I, I assume he's in. Let me look. Yeah, no, not, not one of those big group things either. You know, no, like walk no, no, stuck no. In. no. He needs to be put in. Vicky needs to come out. They need to yeah, do yeah. a celebration. No, uh, they put him in the next year. Okay, six. good. Good. That's the reason I remember. Hell, it's been 13 years. Jeez. 13 years since he's died? No, 13 years since they put him in. Okay. He died 14 years ago. Oh. Time slips away from us, gang. It slips away from us. The Redskins announced last week that Sonny Jurgensen would no longer be on their broadcast team. The Redskins without Sonny Jurgensen either on the field or on their broadcast team. When I saw that, I said, my childhood is gone. And it doesn't take long for your childhood to melt away. Home, so I made myself cry there. 84 years old, Sonny Jurgensen. Oh. Wow. Mr. Redskin. Oh, Eddie. Well, they still took a pretty good bump for him. He slipped off that. That's all right. I think a lot, I think, I think a lot of times that if guys went up top and they slipped, uh, that, that added a sense of realism to it. Oh, oh yeah. I, because if it's perfect every time, right? Yeah, it's 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 it works if it's perfect. But now, uh, by the way, we should mention Eddie Guerrero here wins comeback of the year in the PWI in 1999. Now here's something pretty cool. All right, he slipped. He was selling his left knee. Vampiro started working on the left knee 
And now I'm beginning to wonder if that slip was just Eddie being so good at what he's what he was doing that even a perceived fuck up was in his game plan. <laughs> One, they're not gonna have a job out here. Yep. God. And Vampiro beat him. Uh by the way, uh as a reminder, the reason Eddie won comeback of the year is because he was in a horrific crash on New Year's Day, nineteen ninety nine. And so here he is, you know, yeah. eight months and change later. Looking best, great. Best performer on the guard. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't look. I don't know why we didn't look at this and look at Eddie Guerrero and say, you know what? This is our guy. It's our motherfucking guy. Everybody else can fuck off. Well, I know why. Why, brother? Uh, because he wasn't, he was cruiser height and he wasn't tan. Yeah. There you go. On that. Hey, are we, are we're getting close to kiss time. Aren't we? Are they going to show that here? Isn't this the kiss nitro? Yes. Okay. Uh, but do we know if they're going to show that? Oh, you mean they're going to take it out of the, they'll edit it out. Well, I mean, I don't know if the WWE is paying for the rights for their song or performance. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let me tell you the story about kiss. If I can, I'm, I, I grew up a big kiss fan and kiss in the eighties took the makeup off and look fucking cool. Uh, you know, the big haired eighties trying to look like poison and all those other bands back then, I thought it worked. However, in 1999, I see Gene Simmons. We all go out. I see Gene Simmons, and I see Ace Fraley, and I see all of them without their face paint. And, uh, boy, did that scare the fuck out of me. I remember looking at somebody and saying, there, there's no way this is Kiss. There's no way this is Kiss. And apparently we have edited that out, haven't we? Look at uh, look at the dude in the in the white hat right behind Buffer. Yeah. Got a got a red pinstripe suit on. Yeah. Got the gold shades on inside. Yeah. Got a white he's hat. Think, he's thinking there's a boxing match on because Michael Buffer's here. It's like he's uh, a heavy for Death Row Records. <laughs> Could be. So we did, I, they did edit out kiss here, didn't they? Well, I mean, shouldn't they, I guess they should, well, I, you know, once you perform, this is what I always was told. And this is what happened. Once you perform, you kind of sign a waiver that you were on TV and they can use this any way they want to use it. That's what, that's why you hear my voice all the time and I don't get any royalties for it. By the way, kiss was the main event. So we don't know that it's not okay. going to happen yet. All right, good. In order, um, you know, next up, the way it happened is Hulk okay. Hogan Sting. So even okay. though the, the in-ring main event is the world title, good. it's the real main event. It's Kiss. It's real main, and, and Kiss is going to come on at the end. I hope, I hope, because, man, I'm, I'm in Kiss mode right now. What does that mean? Dun, 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 dun. God of thunder. Dun, dun, dun. 
da and rock and roll. Da da da. The spell you're under. Da da da. da. Will surely rob you of your virgin soul. Bum, 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 bum. One of the great rock and roll performances ever. Gene Simmons bleeds from the mouth. They hook him up and they pull him up top and he sings right up above the stage. There's nothing like it in rock and roll. That's what I was excited about. You obviously are not a Kiss fan. Nope. You have no idea what you missed. Okay. You have no idea what you missed. Did you ever see him live? Anybody that saw Kiss Live was immediately, immediately a Kiss fan. Because you walk out saying, you know what? I never did appreciate their music, but those motherfuckers, they knocked it out of the ballpark on that one. They always kiss all, and still today, when you go to one of their rock and roll shows, they leave it all out there, man. Hold nothing back. It's a spectacular show. You know, listen, I, I know that we like to sort of mock or make fun or shit upon. Yes, we do. But let's really look at, not kidding around, what was on this card? Chase Tatum and Mikey Whipwreck, of course, that's the Sid show. Yeah, two thumbs Buff down. Buff Bagwell and Ernest Miller. Ernest Miller, thumbs up, Bagwell, thumbs down. Lenny Lane and Hooventude, another yeah. Sid show. Uh-huh. Brian Knobs, Barbarian, and Hugh Morris against Shane Douglas, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn. Some talent in there. Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman versus the Insane Clown Posse. Okay. Chris Benoit and Rick Steiner. All right. West Texas Rednecks and Harlem Heat. Right. Vampiro and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Hulk Hogan and Sting for the world title. Yeah. Like Hulk Hogan and Sting for the world title is a fucking pay-per-view all day. Right. That's a huge... Almost a dream match. And the talent on here, whether it's Eddie Guerrero uh, or Dean Malenko or Perry Saturn or Chris Benoit, Perry Wyndham. I understand that maybe the company was, was, didn't have a lot of momentum going, but you got all that and a concert from kiss. If I was in Vegas, I would have went to this. Yeah. Look, we may have not had a lot of momentum, but we were still pretty relevant back at this time. I mean, we're talking about what? What time of year was August? August 23rd, 1999. August, right. August of 1999. Okay. We still, you know, had, we still had a spark, but 2000 rolled around and that was all done. It was all done. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this match. It's weird to see Hulk Hogan in red and yellow, but sting is crow. Yeah. Like if, if Hogan was red and yellow and sting was surfer sting. Okay. That timeline checks out, but if, and, and if sting is crow sting and, and Hulk Hogan is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Okay. That checks out. Right. But the red and yellow versus the black and white. Uh, yeah. That's a little weird, huh? 
probably been pretty cool if we would have had him come out as the crow and then have him go in the back and shave his head and spike his blonde and, you know, and hit his, hit his chest and go, Ow! yeah. And put the colored face paint on, come back out that way. I remember the promo he did on, uh, Ric Flair at clash of the champions where he called himself a great white shark. Yeah. What was that noise he made? Thank you. I don't do it as well as you do it, but still go ahead. No, 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 no. That was way better than mine. It was people listen to this show to hear you, bro. Not well, I know, but bullshit. They listen to the show to hear us, Conrad. No, you're the star. Fake, I'm just here. No, I press buttons face up to the fucking fact. This is the Conrad and Tony show or Tony and Conrad. It doesn't matter. But one doesn't work without the other. It's like we're the Smothers brothers. We're not the, we're not. It's not Dick Smothers. I disagree. When you got all those big, um, contract offers. Well, what do you from every major wrestling company in the world? You, um, when those contract offers were in your name only, but your name came up. Many times, by the way, I've got a tremendous story to tell you off air about a panicked phone call. I got yesterday. Okay. I got to hear this one. You will laugh and laugh and laugh. Okay. Um, These guys are, uh, two of the biggest stars in the history of professional wrestling here. And it's just a random Monday. Yeah, it is. It's a random Monday, but it's, uh, it's for Turner broadcasting's numbers on TNT. And that again, this was ruling the roost to the point to where it was these these were bigger than pay per views almost. Because Why do you of what say they that? were. And you know what? Do you think that SmackDown on Fox is become gonna become bigger than everything else? Well it has to. It's on regular broadcast TV. Right. So I'm saying is do you think by what they're going to do on SmackDown, do you think it's going to make, it's going to devalue pay-per-views? No. Okay. Pay-per-views aren't really a thing anymore. R- right. They're, they're, they're not what they used to be. Well, I mean, they are for AEW, but they're not for WWE. Like WWE's business model is not selling pay-per-views. Now it's get the network or don't. And I mean, I have the network for this, you know, I do, I enjoy watching the old stuff with you way more than watching the new stuff. That's not an indictment on the new stuff. It's just, I'm, I I prefer old movies to new movies. Right. I I mean, you go to, and they revamp this network. Wait, we're doing a good job of selling the network, revamp this network. And you can, once you uh, get a hang of where everything is, man, I love the old Mid-Atlantic stuff, the old AWA stuff. I don't think there's enough of it on there. And I, I talked Triple H about it, and he said the reason a lot of the old stuff is not on there is because it takes a while to get it on. You just can't say, okay, hey, let's put 10 episodes of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. You can't do that. You can't just throw them on there. Well, and, and a lot of people will say, why not? Well, because you've got to make sure that the, the formatting is correct. You've got to add the closed captioning. You've got to add multiple languages. You've got to edit out commercials, right? Uh, you've got to blur out old hotline numbers. You've got to make sure that you own the rights or can legally play all the songs because right. let's not 
pretend that Jim Crockett promotions was licensing everything correctly. Yeah. Right. And of course, everybody wants to make fun of oh, ECW never paid any licensing fees. I mean, they could have never dude. neither did Jim Crockett promotions. You think right. when fucking old timey rock and roll was playing on TV that somebody wrote a check for that. They didn't <laughs> just telling you. Right. And then there's, there's also the, the I think it's what they called the metadata. Okay. In other words, there has to be people who, if you do a search, yes, you got to log everything that's on there, log everything. It's on exactly right. So if you're looking for a Hulk Hogan match, this show uh, we're watching right now has to pop up. And if you're looking right. for kiss, this has to pop up. And if you're looking that, for sting, this has to pop up and that has to be entered manually. And so it takes a while. So there you go. There's your education from us about why everything is not automatically on the internet because they have it. They have a vast library. And here's the other thing too. Like, let's just be real about it. If you put everything on there at the exact same time, it's so much that no one could possibly consume it all. But in a month they'll do what we've all done. Like you joked before that, Hey, you know, when I was a kid, there were, we had three stations or whatever on TV. Right now with, with satellite or, you know, I guess cable too, you got 400 stations. There's no possible way you can watch it all. But even now with 400 options, we say the same thing we said when there were three stations. Oh, there's nothing on. Right. So it's like, if you just go ahead and put everything out there, it's like, how do you get people back in? How can you create new excitement? How can you like every time they roll out new mid Atlantic? Somewhere, Dick Bourne is like, oh, I got to get the network. I want to watch these shows. But once he's seen them all, he doesn't care what's going on with Ricochet and AJ Styles. He'll probably cancel. But when they announce some more, he's going to buy it again. But if they just said, hey, every episode of Mid-Atlantic is here, he's just going to watch them bang, 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 and he's done. But if we can get him to just try it again, there is a real business psychology strategy to that. Yeah. Baby. And it's, it's the reason why Vince McMahon has worked and everybody else has fallen through the wayside because he's always had a business model plan strategy with business and production people more than just give the money to the boys. Let's get some real good, smart business people in here. And that's what it's all been about. One of the reasons that up until this point, he's been the only thing going on changing drastically though as you knew it would okay they got on the table there and they did nothing did you notice that yes <laughs> they put each other on the table didn't do a slam didn't do anything at all it's like okay oh here we go he's, is he going to hulk up he's going to have to hulk up any point to him Look at this. Uh, I got to tell you, this match is better than I expected it to be. Sure it is. And I know that you would say, oh, that table spot was stupid. And I wouldn't disagree, but Hulk Hogan in 1999 is not exactly known for putting on clinics. No. This is still pretty good. Yes, it is. Because there was, listen, with the exception of that return match with the Ultimate Warrior, uh, I always thought Hulk gave you a pretty good match. I, I did. He wasn't a great worker, no, but still, y- you were into his shit. 
you were into Hulk Hogan. You really were, man. You were into him coming back. You were into him pointing at you. You were into him, you know, listening, putting the ear up and posing and with the leg drop and everything. And you were into all that. See, the fans want him to come back. Come on, Hulk. Where's our guy with the red hat? There he is. I mean, the white hat right in the center. Dude. How about who he's sitting by? It looks like he's sitting by, uh, the diabetic version of Rob zombie. <laughs> the guy in front. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. And then dude, our, our dude in the white hat is surrounded. Look to his left or our left, his right. Oh my God. That's like Lenny Lane's uncle. <laughs> And then and we, our right, his left is uh-huh. diabetic Rob Zombie. Yeah. And look at the guy in right in front of him. Good God. Fucking Mickey J. <laughs> He's coming. This is Hogan. I feel like that's Mickey J checking on you and Lois. <laughs> See, the fans are into this. Come on. See that guy? He's elbowing. Yes, sir. Elbowing. It was so predictable, but it was so good. See that? I don't know if you noticed the time. Yeah. We're definitely not getting the Kiss concert. Oh. They've had a long match here. Yeah, we're three minutes away from the end of the show. Yes, we are. Bum, 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 bum. How about this? I... Want to rock and roll all all night and party every day. I want to rock and roll all night and party every Hulk puts a leg up on Sting. He tried to sting a splash. He missed and Hulk's starting to Hulk up. But Singer fell face down. Mickey J's a fat ass referee. Hulk is going to wind up with a right hand. Here comes real fuck. Well, fuck this main event up. Say we didn't need to do this. No. I mean, you had a, a good thing going, and now it's a schmoz yep. thanks to Sid yep. and didn't Rick Steiner. Yeah. Uh, the schmoz worked with other guys, but not with Hogan and Sting. Not necessary. Yep. And look who it is. Bill Goldberg. That's what uh, it was all about. Our first appearance from Bill Goldberg right at the end of the show. Here's my thing about this. And I know this sounds silly and maybe it doesn't make any sense in a kayfabe sense. Okay. If I want Goldberg to make the save, I need him to be dressed like Goldberg. Right. I don't need tennis shoes and sweatpants and a long sleeve t-shirt. I need him in his gear looking like Goldberg because when he runs out like this, it's like, who's that bald headed security dude. Look at the fans. Now, when he takes his shirt off, they're reacting, right? Because some of them were still like, who is that? They've never seen him like that. Take your shirt off. Let's see that fucking shoulder tat. Now we know it's you. Right. But for that matter, put the little trunks and the boots on. Like that's what we're expecting to see. We want to see Superman. We don't give a fuck about Clark Kent. Yeah. And you know what? Something like that would have never happened in the WWE. You go out there, you be Goldberg. Well, here we go. 
the ending of the kiss nitro. And, uh, I feel like I have just given you a false finish here because you were all excited to see kiss and now there is no kiss. So you had me sing and that was pretty good when we, well, that's debatable. I mean, I sang rock and roll all night and party every day. And that's pretty fucking cool. I thought you want me to sing a strutter? No, I want you to uh, sing us the swan song because we're done. Oh, we are? And that's the end of the show. So when I look at my clock, I realize it's about that time. Okay. Ain't a thing. Eat a chicken wing. Got some gold teeth at that club trying to shake that thing. Trying to get peace chicken chicken. Always some dumb shit. Should have paid your light bill. You bought an outfit. Stay at your mommy house and keep a smart mouth. It's Project Memphis, Tennessee. Don't even fake the deal. I thought you said you had your girl on the light bill. Always in my face, talking this and that. You riding clean, but your gas tank is on E. We're out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network and on Mondays exclusively on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hi, this is, well, to put it mildly, I'm William Regal's younger brother. My name is Harold, and, well, I'm a little drunk. (laughs) Hmm. But it's important to know that I'm doing this as a favor to Tony, and he was like, you know, Harold, you don't have to. I was like, no, Tony, it's fine. It's fine, it'll be good, it'll be good. So log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life, in my life. We're all wrestling fans, and it's, you know what, it's fine. We all are here to just watch people beat each other up and tights, and it's fine, it's fine. Some people make a good living of it, some people get forgotten. It's just the way it is. I'm not bitter. It's fine. Anyway, so, um, yeah, get your stuff over at boxergimmicks.com and by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. That's where you can go on, let's see here, yes, be a low-key big hog, sounds riveting, a glass-bottom boat rider, never in my life have I done that, got the opportunity to, and I said no, because... Who wants to do that? That's not fun. But for some people, you know, it's fun. If that's the fancy, I, you know, do it. Uh, yes, um, be a member of the Hot Tag Express or Slap Dick Nation. You can join Conrad and Tony with bonus shit every week. Behind the scenes stuff. Live weekly chats and new contents each week. That's over at patreon.com forward slash WHWMonday. Uh, let's see, uh, the next thing, yes, uh, LoisRules.com. That's where you go on to get your t-shirts for the show, uh, it's great. I met Lois once, uh, in an airport, we got, we got really fucking drunk, if you ask me. That woman can drink, mm. but it's fine, it's fine. I, mm. I don't really remember the airport, let alone where the fuck I was going. Uh, and by Starcast 3. Yes, Starcast is returning to Chicago on Labor Day weekend. You don't have to work, so you just go to Chicago instead. 
uh, August 29th through the September 1st. For more information, go on the starcast.com. It's that easy. Labor Day weekend, Chicago. I'll be there. Maybe I'll see William. That'll be fun. Hi, brother. Good to see you. Your celebrity. I'm not. I'm just Harold. Your brother. Also, uh, be sure that you join Tony and Conrad. They're going to be in Wayne, New Jersey. It sounds like a lovely place. For what happened when live. That'll be Saturday, September 28th. 2019, 3 p.m. to 5 at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, part of the GoPro Wrestling Show. You can get your tickets at TonyandConradLive.com. That's Tony and spelled out A N D in case you forgot. ConradLive.com. Again, TonyandConradLive.com. I think I'll uh, say goodbye now and pour myself another drink. Toodaloo!